service. I'm so happy that you're here, and I believe God will supernaturally meet your needs. He will feed you with the bread from heaven, His holy word, and you will be blessed and strengthened today. Let's take our Bibles and turn this morning to Proverbs chapter 18, and let's go to verse 21. I believe that it's very important that you follow verse 21 very carefully concerning your finances. Now we're going to receive the tithes and offerings. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of God. And as you do so, I want you to be mindful of Proverbs 18, 21, that this is something that you are very careful with uh, concerning your finances. Let's take a look at it. Death and life are in the power of of what? The power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. My friends, I want you to be eating the right kind of fruit. I want you to be eating the pleasant fruit of prosperity. I want you to be enjoying the fruit of financial increase. I want you to have overflow so that you can be a blessing and that you can give in a way that allows you to have empowerment of giving where you make a great impact for the gospel through your giving. And it says here that death and life are in the power of the what? The power of the pen? No, although the pen's pretty powerful, but there's actually more power in your tongue. Praise God. Because even if I took a pen and wrote on paper, it doesn't have any life unless it's voiced. And that has to be done, my friends, through the tongue. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. You need to speak life over your finances. Oh, Pastor Stephen, the, you don't know what the job situation like that uh, is out there, what it's like. I don't, uh, I don't have a job and it. It just doesn't look good for me. Well, that's, that's speaking death really over your financial future. Even if it is bleak, even if it does look challenging, you need to be a person who's speaking life. Did you ever notice it doesn't take any faith? I mean, I'm talking zero. It doesn't take any faith to speak death. Well, it looks like it's dying. Yep, sure does. There's no faith in that. But to speak life, to release the resurrection power of Christ, you have to use your faith. If there's, if there's a situation, you need a job. And, uh, you know, and if you don't have a job, you should have a job. Praise God. Unless you're retired, you know, and you've you've completed that uh, that element of your working career, and now you can, um, you know, just enjoy the the tail end of it, so to speak. But outside of that, my friends, uh, and outside of the fact that maybe you're like a, a youngster who's watching me, uh, who's only five or seven years old, outside of that, you really need to have a job. And of course, I know sometimes teenagers can't work either until you get old enough to be able to do so. But I, I'm sp- I'm speaking primarily to those that can be gainfully employed. Well, you need to speak over your life. I have a great job and I'm going to find a great job today. God's blessing me. And so it's just really using your tongue to speak life over your finances. Well, Pastor Stephen, I do have a job, but it doesn't pay enough money. Well, again, that's, that's leaning towards the death cycle because in God, there's no lack in God. There's 
there's excess. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord God who will see to it that your every need is met. That, that's his name. He, that's his character. That's who he is. So you need to speak in agreement with that. Don't be talking about a uh, lack and insufficiency or, you know, I, I just don't see how we're going to make it this time. Woo, we're probably going to crash and burn, Pastor Stephen, on this one. No, that's death. Speak life over your finances. Even in the midst of a financial challenge or a financial storm, speak life. Speak things like, I'm coming through this. In the name of Jesus, I'm coming through this situation, and I will flourish like a tree planted by the rivers of the water whose roots go down. Mm, that's the way I am. See, you, that, that is, needs to be your confession. But when it comes to finances, some, sometimes even Christians can speak some of the most awful things over their finances. Then they can't understand why they're not prospering, why they don't have extra. They're not into the excess. And, uh, you know, you, you mix that negativity in there with grumbling uh, and complaining uh, and, you know, and just verbalizing all of that. What is that? That is a death recipe. And you must not that you need to, you must avoid that if you want to go into the Canaan land, your land, the good land that flows with milk and honey. Death and life are where? In the power of the tongue. A lot of the control of your financial future is right here. Oh, no, Pastor Stephen, it's on Wall Street. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's closer. It's right here. You can control a lot. Now, not all of it. We understand that, uh, you know, there's other elements involved. We need to walk with the Lord. We need to listen to the Lord, receive his guidance, receive his instruction, walk in his wisdom. But I, I'm telling you right now, though, your tongue, though, still has a lot to do with it. Not everything to do with it, but it has a whole lot to do with it. Praise God. And I believe that when your tongue is in order, and it can be very challenging to control the tongue, which is why you don't want to be emotionally ruled because your emotions, uh, they will want to say things off the, the cuff of the sleeve, you know, well, yes, it's going horrible. You know, well, you want to control all that discipline your tongue and speak life over your finances and discipline your tongue also in the other areas of your life. But we're talking about the finances just for a moment because we're going to receive the tithes and offerings. So this is what I'd like for you to do. As you send in your tithe, as you send in your offering, I want you to make a little notation uh, on either on your on that memo on your check or on the giving box, the tithe box as you give online, and just put in there, just put Proverbs eighteen twenty one and write financial life. Woo! Praise God! I, I'm telling you, your finances are going to flourish. I want to share some things with you today. Uh, I think we'll really. Uh, boost your faith. I've got some very interesting stories. So it is true. It is really true. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so practice this, practice the life part of it, and you're going to really enjoy the fruit. So Heavenly Father, we thank you that as your people are now bringing in the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Father, we thank you for life life touching every area of finances, life touching the job, life touching the savings, life touching anything that, be, that needs to be repaired or taken care of, whether it's a new AC system, a new refrigerator, new tires on the car, life, life, life over their finances, that everything is well-maintained, orderly, and there's excess and overflow 
and they have great empowerment to give. Now, Father, we thank you for life in the finances of your people today. In Jesus' name, and we all say, Amen. Praise God. Now, if you are mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina. Our zip code here is 28117. If you want to bring them in right now on the internet, you can do that. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. And when you are bringing in your tithes and offerings, that's what you're doing. You're sowing and you will also be reaping because God is blessing you with increase. Woohoo! Glory to God. Let that be coming out of your mouth. Let that be on your tongue. The words of increase and the prosperity of Jehovah Jireh. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. So you can bring those in safe and secure online through the ministry website. Praise God. All right, my friends, the life of God is flowing. Praise the Lord. Just speak that life. Speak that life over your finances. Hallelujah. Let's go today to the book of Isaiah. I would like for us to begin in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And I want to, I want to continue a little bit more today on the subject of speaking and talking, uh, really talking your miracle in, even calling your miracle in. This is really easy stuff. This is ABCs of Christianity. This is basics of, of the, the working principles of God's kingdom. Uh, but nevertheless, you'd be surprised at how many people have never found this tool in the toolbox. But I believe today by finding this, this is like, this is by like, like a mechanic discovering this new thing called a wrench. You're like, oh, wow, I could really do a lot with this. So today's message, uh, you'll be up and running with this today. Praise God. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would quicken every hearer to hear and receive the word and would put this to work and receive the 100 fold return in their life. We thank you, Father God, that the soil, uh, that, that the word, the seed of the word is falling on good soil of the hearts of your people today. There is a 100 fold harvest coming. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. I really believe out of this message today, you can get one Holy Spirit inspired statement that puts you completely over. Let's watch and see what happens. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, 750 to 800 years before Jesus was ever born, here is the prophet declaring that a virgin is going to conceive, is going to become pregnant with a child. It'll be a male child, and the child will be born, and he will be called Emmanuel, which translated, of course, means God with us. And that's exactly who Jesus was, God taking on the form of human flesh and living with humanity. Amazing. Well, notice that before uh, it ever happened, hundreds of years before Jesus ever came, God spoke it. And that's the pattern of God. Say it and then see it. But a lot of people, they want to see it, but you have to say it. And that's the way God operates. Say it and then you'll see it. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I, I'm a shy person. I'm, I'm afraid to say it. Well, then if, you, if you're like that, you're not going to see it. See, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And there's some things that you need to say. You need to declare, especially under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And when you say it, you will 
see it. And by the way, of course, uh, God said it, and it came out of his mouth. It was prophesied forth by the prophet who picked it up by the Holy Spirit. And did we see it? We most certainly did. It became a reality. Jesus did come to the earth. Emmanuel, God's walking on the earth with people in a, in a human body. Very, very amazing. So there is power in saying it under the anointing, you know, especially after you come out of your devotional time, maybe you had time in the word, maybe you've had time in prayer and sometimes like a gusher, sometimes like a, like drilling for oil and it, it you hit, you hit the, um, the, the spindle top, you know, the, when they caught that big one in Oklahoma, the geyser came up. Well, sometimes you come out of your prayer closet and it just seems like you want to make a wild declaration. Not that it's wild, but it's, it's a state, a, a faith statement where something that is not yet manifested in your life, you say, this shall come to pass in my life. And it just seems to want to burst out of you. Why is that? Because of faith, the vibrancy of faith, which is a force, and you must release that. When you release that, then, my friends, the miracle is on the way. The miracle will begin to move towards you. And I I think with miracles that uh, the church has put too much of it over on God. Now, God is the miracle worker. We we all know that if God doesn't move, nothing's going to happen because... when there's a miracle, that means there's a supernatural realm going on. And uh, we can't get into that unless God is working with us. But here's the thing. The church just makes it uh, 100% God and 0%, uh, you know, the church doing anything. But we have a big part in this to play. Yes, God will do a miracle. God will manifest his power. But I believe that we have a responsibility. And I believe that you see the principle uh, relayed throughout the scripture over and over and over again. Here's one I like a whole lot. Uh, This is a classic, and this is the story of young David going up against Goliath. And you will realize that before David, uh, you know, ever even engaged the giant, David is already convinced within himself that he can kill the giant, and he even verbalizes it Uh, before others. Look at this in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 36. David, as he was talking to King Saul, now he's talking to the king. And this is really amazing to be able to express your heart before the king. He said, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And and you know, by the way, that's pretty impressive. And of course, we also know that would be the, uh, the spirit of might coming up on David, just like the spirit of might came upon Samson. And Samson even tore a line completely apart, just ran him apart like tearing an old raggedy shirt that's 20 years old and wore out. Well, uh, that's the spirit of might that came on David and as well as others. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. So basically David's saying, I'm going to, I'm going to tear this guy to pieces. I'm going to kill him. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And David also understands the platform of operating on a covenant because he says this uncircumcised Philistine, the mark of the covenant for the Jewish people was the mark of circumcision. So to not be circumcised meant you had no covenant with God. So David realizes I am right. 
I'm in right relationship with God. God is with me and there is an anointing on me to go out and take care of this situation. And he is already opening his mouth and he's saying that this Philistine giant is just going to be like the, uh, the lion and the bear that I've already killed. So he's saying, I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill this giant. Amazing. You have to say it and then you'll see it. Well, Pastor Stephen, we want to see it first. And when we see, then we believe. Well, you know, you need to, if, if others want to stand back and be spectators, that's fine. I, I've never really wanted to be uh, a spectator. Um, I think that if you want to be in on what's going on, you want to be on the playing field you know, let the, let the others watch and and so forth. But when it comes to kingdom activity, kingdom work, you're going to have to be the one that's in there saying it. And if others want to watch and and so forth, but see, it'll be your miracle. That's the difference that they may want to see it, but it's not their miracle. It's for you. Praise the Lord. That's why you're going to have to eventually open your mouth and be bold and speak and say, uh, the things that are pertaining to the miracles that are, you are believing God to do in your life. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, the, it, the time comes are out on the battlefield. The giant sees David. David sees the giant. They're moving towards each other and they have a little uh, verbal judo a little tongue talking before they get into the real conflict. Okay. And here is what uh, the giant said. The Philistine uh, said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and, and the beast of the field. Well, this, this thing is very interesting. Sometimes Christians say, well, I I don't want to say anything. I'm not this faith person that just makes these bold statements. But yet that same person will stand back and just get hammered by the devil while the devil just blasts them with all kinds of uh, thoughts and statements of temptation and uh, uh, thoughts that get blasted towards them of uh, depression and discouragement. And they'll just stand there and take it while the enemy taunts and terrifies them. But yet they won't rise up and say anything. Well, if the enemy is going to be bold, if the spiritual forces that would stand against you, if they think, well, they can make a, uh, an attack or launch your attack, well, so can you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It reminds me of the old Bruce Lee movie where the, uh, one of the bad guys, he thought he was really tough and he, you know, he, he stood in front of uh, Bruce Lee and this guy, you know, broke a board and, you know, real vicious, he hit it real vicious and real hard and shattered the board. And, you know, Bruce Lee very calmly said, boards don't hit back. Woo! So, you know, of course, he, he was the hero in the movie. But the thing, my friends, is that, you know, the enemy, he, he can bring his heat. Well, that doesn't mean you have to stand there and just let him blast at you. No, you also have an ability to release power by opening your mouth. And you can say some things, too. Now, I want you to notice something about David. Mm, 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 mm. here's the thing about David the statements that he's going to make in front of all of Israel's army in front of all of the Philistines army and directly to Goliath the giant this is bold stuff this is like this is really wild and so I want you to catch a principle first of all there's two principles number one you can have what you say Number two, the more bold you are, the better your faith will work. Mm, Praise God. Okay, so let that kind of simmer down into your spirit. 
meditate on that. And let's look what David said to the giant. Verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with the spear and with the javelin. Well, three, three weapons. That's, that's a lot, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts that in the Hebrew would be Jehovah Tassaba. I come to you in the name of, of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now look at verse 46. Here we go. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and of the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. I mean, looked at him eyeball to eyeball and said, today I'm taking your head off today. And the rest of you over there watching, your carcasses are going to get fed to the birds today. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine what some of the Israelites must have been like? They probably looked at each other like, whoa, whoa where did this guy come from? Mm, spirit of might, spirit of power. Mm, it could come on you. When it comes on you, I would have to think that if you don't open your mouth and release a statement of prophetic declaration out, I, I, th I think you could, you could somehow implode and even injure yourself. Hmm. I, I think you could do some like internal combustion because you're not releasing all of this steam and all this power that is designed by God to come out during times like that. The sharp two-edged sword cutting, uh, coming out and just cutting and ripping the enemy to shreds. That's what the, that's what the rhema word of God is. It is a sword. It is a living word that just, that just cuts the enemy, cuts through all the confusion and doubt and unbelief. It's It's powerful. It, it, it has the ability to route a, a, an entire army of demons that would try to attack you. Glory to God. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. Hallelujah. Wow. I could just, I could just read that over and over and kind of just camp there. You got to love, uh, got to love the boldness. Oh, now pastor Steve, we, we shouldn't talk like that to the devil. We're mighty. Well, he's mighty. Uh, you know, he hears something like that. He's going to really put a whooping on us. A person who thinks like that is already whooped. A person who thinks like that's already defeated. You might as well push back. The Bible does say resist the devil. Don't just let him come in and steamroll you and beat you up and stomp all over you. Resist the devil. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, praise God. So this is a biblical principle. You can have what you say. And David said, I'm taking your head off today. And he did chop his head off. Cut it off. Oh, Pastor Stephen, that's, that's so gruesome and gross. Hallelujah. It was glorious. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. It was epic. Epic. It's been a couple thousand years, and we're still talking about it today. See, your prophetic declarations can put you over in victory. And one day when we're in heaven, because the time is short, we might not have, you know, that much longer to stick around than uh, to where you become like a legend, so to speak. But we can talk about it in heaven. 
where it is known that you accomplished some great thing that just uh, was shocking awe because the power of God came through. But see, you say it, and then there's manifestation. You speak it, and then you see it. Praise the Lord. And he spoke it. Well, I don't know if I could put it out there like that, Pastor Stephen. No, that's the way God is. Put it all on the line verbally. Let everybody hear. Make sure they all hear. Make sure they're all paying attention. Put it on the line verbally, and then you'll see God's power. Woo, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's see it in the New Testament revealed very, very clearly. This, of course, would be the, the book of Romans chapter 4. It's many, many places in the New Testament we see this principle, but it's actually just directly stated in Romans 4, 17. This is God's uh, method of operation. It says, as it is written, this is God talking to Abraham. Actually, at that time, Abram's name was Abram, and it's getting changed now to Abraham. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead, watch this, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Mm. Somebody needs to speak. You need to speak over your finances. I'm going to make more money this year than I've ever made before ever in any other year of my life. You need to say that. You need to be bold. You need to open up your mouth and say this year, look, even if we're halfway through the year, it doesn't matter. Open up your mouth and say this year, I'm making more money than I've ever made in any other year in my life. And you need to say it and you need to mean it and just blast it out of your mouth with great boldness. Hallelujah. And faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, you just, just put the, put the video on pause and stand up real quick and do that and then pick it right back up and click play again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it says that God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, he's talking to Abram, and he said, I'm going to change your name. And he said, I have made you a father of many nations. It's past tense. Not I'm going to make you. This is my plan. I'm going to work all this out. I'm going to make you a father. No, no, no. God said, I have made you. Did you catch that? Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, uh, that's kind of weird. God's talking to Abram, and he and his wife don't even have any children. And he's 100 years old, and his wife is 90. And, you know, of course, Abram was, uh, uh, he was keen enough to kind of bring that up to the Lord. Um, uh, Lord, I am 100 years old, and my wife is 90. Uh, but God said, I've, I've already made you a father of many nations. I've already done it. I've already done it. He, and Abram's thinking, uh, Lord, uh, I, I don't even have any children. I, me and my wife, Sarah, we don't even have a child. So, you know, that was the thing. But, you know, God said it. See, say it, and then you'll see it. Well, I want to see that one, Pastor Stephen. No, no. See, that's, that's the way God works. Say it. He'll always say it first. Remember, you're created in his image. Oh, that's why I want to do it that way. Yes, because you're just like him. You have his spirit now. You, you, on the inside, you were born again. Your spirit has the same type of, of, a, of a, like a, it's like, it's like father, like son. Okay. And so that's why you want to do it that way. Cause that's the way he does it. God calls those things that are not as though they already were. Woo. Hallelujah. Well, pastor Stephen, I'm, I'm struggling with an addiction. You should just jump up right now and say, I'm delivered. I'll never do it again. 
I've already been delivered. Well, you don't look delivered. No, jump up. Not by, not by what you see, but what you believe and what you declare, what you decree. Just shout, I'm delivered. If you have an addiction to smoking, say, I'm free. I'll never smoke again. Hallelujah. And just say it with force and mean it and hold to it and hold to it. Praise God. Because the anointing of the spirit can come on the words that you speak and you'll see it come to pass. My, my friend, this is not play stuff. This is real stuff. This is what's holding everything all together. Although you can't see it with your natural eyes. This is what's holding everything all together. The power of God and your words have tremendous power. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it, it, that's the way God worked it with uh, Abram, changing his name to Abraham, saying, by the way, change your name, because I've got to have a name for you that relates to this great destiny. That's, that's happening right now. But it, it was said, you're already a father, a, a father of a multitude, a father of nations. And the Lord said, kings are going to come out of you. And Abraham's probably going like, wow. Wow. And the whole time God's talking to him, it's just he and Sarah and she's 90, and he's 100, and you know what? Uh, God still got it done for him, but you say it, and then you'll see it. Praise the Lord. Let's very quickly go back to uh, Genesis chapter 1, and you'll see this all throughout Genesis chapter 1. It actually happened 10 times. Say it, and then see it. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, okay? Say it, and then you'll see it. God said it, and then he saw it, and it just goes over and over and over like that all through Genesis chapter 1, and then, and then you come to verse 31, then God saw everything he had made. How did he make it? By speaking it, by saying it. So everything that he said, he now sees. I really believe that a lot of what you see in your life is a result of what you of what of what you say okay so that has a big impact on the way your world is built out on how your world is framed i'm talking about your world the life that you live the quality of life that you live remember jesus came jesus came that you might have life the word life in the greek is z o e zoe and it means the god quality of living jesus said i came that you might have life and life more abundantly. Is that what you're saying? Woo! You need to wake up every morning. Today! Today is a day of abundant living. No depression here. No way. Got too high of a quality of life going on here. Woo! Glory to God. And just confess, I feel the Zoe life of God in my body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm 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 -hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let your confession be bold and strong and full of faith. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, you really can have what you say. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Listen to this, Mark 11. Lord, we give you praise today. Mm -mm. I, I just pray that God, by the Holy Spirit and the revelation of these scriptures, in this little brief overview of this principle, this biblical principle today, I pray that the Holy Spirit set your tongue on righteous fire. There's unrighteousness that, that the tongue can do great damage with, but there's also righteous holy fire where your tongue can just be a flame of holiness, declaring the oracles of God operating in prophecy and speaking out 
self-fulfilling prophecies. Woo! Pastor Stephen, I, I haven't been able to get a prophetic word. Well, prophesy over your own life. Hallelujah. Abundance. Happiness. Salvation of all family members. Prosperity. Joy. Laughter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mark 11, verse 23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. Remember saying to the mountain, just like David saying to Goliath, the mountainous giant, okay, be removed and be cast into the sea. And, do, and the person who says that and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Well, Pastor Stephen, Jesus didn't really mean that. No, that's exactly what he meant. Well, it's not working, Pastor Stephen. That's because you're, you're making the wrong confession. It's working negatively against you. I've seen people have supernatural manifestations of negative confessions. They just confessed it. They believed it. They confessed it. They believed it. It was negative. It was negative. And finally it happened. And then they were shocked when, they, when it happened. I'm like, well, why were you shocked? It's exactly what you called into your life. It's just like calling your dog. Your dog's not there. But you're, you, it's, you want to feed the dog. You, you put the, the food in his little dish and uh, put a little water in there and mix it up. And he's got some nice gravy now. And you set it on the floor. But the dog's outside playing. Maybe you have a five-acre pasture. So you call for your dog. Why do you call for your dog? So that he can come. But he's not there. So you call. You call his name out. And he comes. He hears. And he comes. Hallelujah. And some people, they call the wrong thing in. And then when it shows up, they're like, oh, how did this happen? Because you called it in. You spoke it over and you over and over. And you believed it. And you celebrated in it. Even, even if it was misery. And then you get bit by it, and then, and then you don't like the results. But my friends, we have to speak the right thing. That way we get the right fruit. Woo, glory to God. Mm-mm. See, you can call something amazing, and you can call a miracle into your life. Yes, yes, you can. Jesus said that he will have whatever he says. That's to the person who believes it, holds on to it in his heart, and knows that it's going to come to pass. You know, I was in a meeting in Southern California uh, some time back, this was some years back, and uh, there was a guest speaker that they brought in that day, and he was from the Caribbean. It wasn't Miles Monroe, uh, but he was another speaker from the Caribbean, and he came and he was preaching and he shared a very unusual testimony, and he said that he got a hold of Mark eleven twenty three, and he meditated on that verse. Meditation is very important. It helps the word become alive in you. The more you meditate on it, the more it becomes even like a part of you. You you could even become that word. You can become that message. Okay, so he was just meditating on Mark eleven twenty three, that uh, the person who believes in his heart and doesn't doubt, well, he will have whatever he says. And he said, you know what? I like that. So he took a little piece of paper and a and a pen and he wrote. Watch this. He wrote. I have a million dollars and he's a, he's a minister living in the Caribbean and you know, he's just believing God for finances like any minister would be. And he just wrote on a little piece of paper. I have a million dollars. He tore it off and he put it underneath this pillow. And every night that he would put his head on the pillow, he lift the pillow up first, take the little piece of paper out and read it. I have a million 
dollars. He's not, not just reading it. He's making a prophetic declaration. Pastor Stephen, this stuff sounds really weird. Oh, the manifestations are glorious. If you want to, uh, if you want to, uh, you know, embrace this. Oh my goodness, my friends, uh, you're embracing the word. You're, ba- you're embracing God's method of operating. The only reason it seems weird is because people do things in the flesh <laughs> and they get fleshly results. But imagine when you work the principle for the positive instead of the negative. Glory to God. Instead of speaking doubt and unbelief and negativity, you speak faith and you line your faith up with the word and there, and you tap into that power, the very power of God. So every night, pull the piece of paper out, read it and confess it as a prophetic decree over his own life. I have a million dollars. See, it's good to write it out. You could just make the confession, but it's good to write it out. You know, you have the little piece of paper and you read it. And above that, you know, above, above the little statement, he has Mark eleven twenty three written. And then he says, I have a million dollars. And he did admit that his wife thought it was rather silly. You know, just because you get a revelation of the word doesn't mean your, your best friend's got a revelation. I thank God that my wife, she understands these things because she's a spiritual woman. But there's a lot of people, they don't, they don't understand spiritual things. They're, they're very natural. I'm talking about even Christians. They're very natural minded. They have to, they have to see it first. And then, then they'll believe, maybe they'll believe, even if they see it, some people aren't convinced. Hmm. You, you have to understand the, the Jewish leaders of the Lord's day, they saw all the miracles. I mean, they were eyewitnesses of some heavyweight miracles. They still didn't believe any. Hallelujah. So you can't say scenes believing, not necessarily. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Believing is, is in the heart, whether you see it or not. But if it's in the heart and you believe it, you actually will be the one who sees it. Time goes by. Pull the piece of paper out from underneath the pillow. Look at Mark eleven twenty three, and then make that declaration. I have a million dollars. He said, he told us personally, the minister did. He said, I did that every night for 11 years, 11 years. And he said, then one day I was out on the golf course and I was, I was just playing golf and enjoying myself. And I got a phone call. It was my secretary back at the office. And she said, um, she said, Reverend, you may want to come into the office. He goes, why? She said, um, you just got a check in the mail for a million dollars for $1 million. He said, okay, I'll, I'll come on down to the office. And he was, he was joyful, but he wasn't like, you know, like ecstatic from the sense like this just came out of the blue or like he wasn't expecting it. No, he was expecting it and it happened and he was happy. And at the same time, he was very tranquil and peaceful and just very, very, uh, how can I say one of the greatest motivators ever is when it works, when you actually see it working, small things, big things. Uh, it's it's like results. It's like if you want to lose weight, that one of the greatest motivators is getting on the scale, and you see, oh, I lost five pounds. Or if you're wanting to gain weight, you want you want to gain muscle mass, and you get on the scale, and you think you think, wow, I've I've gained three pounds. What is that motivation? Motivation. And so when you experience personal manifestation of the word working in your life, you're just like. Wow, I, I'm going to keep on working this till I go home to be with the Lord. And I want to encourage you to do that. Well, Pastor Stephen, that 11 years, that's a long time. Yeah, but, but it, it was manifested. 
It was manifested. If you knew guaranteed of a certainty that it would happen, would you, would, would you mind waiting when you know it's actually going to happen? Well, what's a couple of years, even a couple of months? I really believe time is being sped up in these last days. It's kind of like a pyramid, and we're going towards the top. So now everything is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Time is going faster. That's why it seems like such a challenge to get everything done, because uh, in the theoretical realm of physics, time is actually speeding up. So I, I don't believe you will have to wait 11 years. But what if it was 11 months? What was 11 months to receive a major miracle manifested in your life? But you can start on this today. You can start working this today. I believe, I believe the Holy Spirit can give you his wisdom, the wisdom of God, where you get one powerful confession that you speak, that you're anointed to speak, and you're speaking in agreement and harmony with, with Scripture, and that thing manifests in your life, and it can be a game changer for your whole life. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One more example, very, very quickly. We're very close to it. Uh, we are in Mark 11. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. Give you just one more example. Uh, this would be the woman with the issue of blood who pushes her way into the crowd very secretly because she has a mosaic violation. The penalty for it was actually stoning, but she believes in her heart that Jesus has the anointing and the power for healing miracles. So she's pushing her way in through the crowd, kind of trying to stay low, fo uh, low, uh, low profile coming up behind him. And look what it says uh, in verse 28. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Well, Pastor Stephen, maybe she should just touch first and that way she'll see if it works or not. Those people never get anything. It's called the touch of curiosity. Well, let's just, let's just give it a try. Let's give it a try, Pastor Stephen, see if something happens. But it doesn't work like that. It's the touch of faith. And actually, Jesus uh, knew that she had touched him because he said, power went out of me. And he's asking his disciples, who touched me? And they're like, Lord, but you know, people are, we're in a crowd. All people are touching you all over the place. But he's like, no, somebody touched me with faith. Now notice again, verse 28, for she said, in the Greek, it means she was continually saying it. This was her constant ongoing prophetic declaration. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And she touched that little hem of his garment, reached down there and touched that tassel. And the power of God went right into her body the moment she touched that. Amazing, amazing. But she said, I'm going to get it. She said, the moment I touch his clothes, I'm going to be made well. And that, see, she, and she believed it. How does she get that belief? She had heard all the reports about the Lord's mighty healing ministry. Okay. So she believed it. Faith came. And now she's saying it all the time. Anytime he comes to town or wherever he's at, I'm going to find where he's at. And the moment I touch his clothes, I'm going to be healed. And she's saying it. She's saying it over and over. There is something very, very important about you saying it. Okay? You need to say it. She said it. David said it. Jesus said, you'll have whatever you say. Th these people are doing this. God said it to Abraham. It works. Praise God. But you have to say it. When you say it, it works differently than somebody else saying it for you. When you say it, 
it's picked up not only by your outer ear, but your inner ear. You actually have two two types of eardrums. So it, when you hear it outwardly, it takes it into the inner ear. Your inner ear actually feeds it inside of you, and it comes into your spirit. That's why it's good for you to say it, because faith comes the quickest when it actually hears your own voice agreeing with the Word of God. And that gets into your spirit, and faith just comes alive. But notice, she said it. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She touched his clothes and she was made well. You can have what you say. You need to be speaking out those mighty prophetic decrees over your life. I'm free from debt. I'm healed of Lyme's disease. No more symptoms in my body. Woo, hallelujah. Speak it. Speak it. Well, Pastor Steve, my, I, I, feel still, I, I still feel symptoms. Speak it and say it. Hallelujah. Watch the giant get crushed. David said, I'm going to cut your head off today. Tell the disease, you're dead today. You leave my body now. Just blast it with the word. Particularly after you come out of your time with the Lord, your devotional time, and that anointing's on your life. I mean, just let it rip. Woo, glory to God. And stay in faith. And watch, Jesus said, it shall come to pass. Okay, 10 minutes, 10 days, doesn't matter. Just keep working it, keep doing it. It will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. Jesus was very, very adamant on that teaching. Wow, praise God, praise God. Lift your hands. Father, we just thank you that you've put in power in our decrees, in our declarations. And we choose to agree in harmony with your word and also with your way of operating, which is to say it and then to see it. So, Father, we just thank you for faith right now. In the name of Jesus, Father God, that is, we're going to close out this program, that your people are going to rise up with very bold declarations. They're going to decree a thing, and it will be established unto them today. Miracles are going to happen quickly. Now, we give you praise. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Let's take communion together today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Praise God. Father, we bless and consecrate this. We thank you. It is now the flesh and blood of Jesus. We praise you, O God. Fathers, we receive the body of Jesus. We receive faith. We receive strength. We receive deliverance from any kind of bondage or any kind of stronghold. We declare it broken in the name of Jesus. Remember, declare it, you'll see it. Father, we thank you for revealing these principles to us in your word. We thank you that we operate in them just like you do. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive Christ's body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus, that Jesus is our righteousness, our peace, our sanctification. We thank you, Father, because we're sanctified. We are set apart. We talk differently than what the world talks. We have a way of ordering our words that's different from the doubt-filled, unbelieving, fear-based language of the world. We are sanctified in Christ. Father, as we receive the blood of Jesus, we thank you for sanctified talk in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's drink. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up. 
Just say this after me. Say, I'm blessed. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm blessed. Say, I love God with all of my heart, and I don't care who knows. Say that. Praise the Lord. Say, God is working in my life. Say, I'm going places with Jesus. The Lord carries me to the top. I'm the head. I am not the tail. I am above only. I am not beneath. God is moving in my life. Declare that. Speak that. Say that. Now continue to say things as the Holy Spirit would give you direction and declare it as prophetic utterance from the Lord, and it will come to pass in your life. Now make this a lifestyle. Be bold like David. The more bold you are, the better your faith will work. My friends, thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.